Hey, what up, guys? It's Julia Van Spleeker, and on today's show, we got Canadian R&B singer Amir. Amir, what's up? How you doing today, man? What's going on, Julia? I'm doing great. Awesome, what's up, everybody? Awesome. And Amir, if you have not heard his music, he is definitely one of those artists. I know I say this a lot, but he's definitely up next, for sure. Uh, if you are familiar with Somo, the R&B singer, he sounds a lot like Somo, and then kind of a mix of Craig David. Have you ever heard that one before? Uh, I actually do get that a lot. Craig David is one of my biggest influences, so he's, uh, I'll take that compliment any day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Craig David is the GOAT, the GOAT of one of the GOATs of all times for R&B for sure. All right, so first off, when I saw you and I heard you, my first thought was he reminds me of one of the in indie kings I could just mention, Somo. The way you look and some of the vibes of the music that you're giving, do you get that a lot? Uh, more about, I think, the look more than anything, just because yeah. we do have, I guess, uh, a similar appearance, and we are both R&B guys, so I think I can see why people, but I have heard that before, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could only imagine if you walk down the street, oh my gosh, you're so more, you're like, no, I'm not, I'm a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, just real I don't blame people for that, yeah. Right, but absolutely. I think, I think our voices are pretty different, but right. I can see, like, the music, like, we like both contemporary R&B with a hint of pop in it. So right. I can definitely see that. <laughs> definitely. So uh, for the people that don't know you or that are getting familiar with you, how old are you and where are you from? I, I know I said Canada, but more specifically, where in Canada are you from? So I'm actually from Mississauga, Ontario, which is the biggest suburb of Toronto. We've got about 800,000 people here. I, I just say Toronto because most people outside of Canada might not know what Mississauga is. So. Right, right. <laughs> And yeah, I've been doing music like as a hobby for a long time now. I would say since like 2009 or so. Mm. And I, I would just come home from work and try to figure out how to make beats and stuff. Awesome. And this year I decided to like go full speed with it and really try to make something happen. Yeah, definitely. I think you definitely are picking up a little bit of steam. That's how I actually ended up finding your uh, Instagram page. I'm huge nice. on finding oh. upcoming art artists before they get too big oh. into a cardi b famous <laughs> get an interview. well i'm glad you found me <laughs> absolutely dude your music is amazing seriously check Thank it out so guys on his better. youtube and spotify and uh apple music uh for the united states because i'm from new york if you guys are on there you might have to switch it to uh the canada version right the canadian version. um are you talking about apple for, music yeah apple music I think it doesn't really matter uh, as long as you search me, you should be able to find it. Oh, perfect! Because so, okay. I like I use Spotify myself, and mm -hmm. I think you can stream pretty much anybody from anywhere. Right, absolutely. All right, so let's switch it up a little bit and talk more about your music. Uh, like you said, you started making music in two thousand and nine. Who or what inspired you to do sexy, sexy R and B? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. So um, I've actually been obsessed with R and B. My Pretty much since high school, I would say, like I, when I first heard Drew Hill and Cisco and oh Usher my gosh, you're invited to the day, cookout. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, like I just fell in love and I couldn't get enough of it. And I could always sing. Like I've been singing since I was like eight or nine years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, so R and B, I don't know. I, I was just drawn to it, like the way the singers do the ad libs. And there's so much feeling in the vocals mm -hmm. when an R and B singer sings that. Like, even though other genres, like, they all have it, but with the R&B's vocalists, there's something special, like, when they're ad-libbing at the end, like, mm -hmm. it just really gets to me, and I was just always drawn to it, mm -hmm. so, and then I just love the melodies, and, and the beats, and everything, like, the underdogs, they were my favorite producers, and right. that early 2000s era, mm -hmm. 
I was just super inspired by it and I just couldn't help but be drawn to it. So I started learning how to produce and record and on my free time and then it kind of just led me to here. Definitely. Oh my gosh. And we appreciate all that time you've been putting in. For sure, oh, check out you. that uh, music that he has. Like I said, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. All right. So, um, who is your entertainers that most inspire you, inspired you to go on this journey into music? Ooh, that's going to be a long answer. Oh, go okay, ahead. So. You got time. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I would say my biggest, like a lot of people say 90s R&B mm-hmm. is their biggest influence. I love 90s R&B. Right. Don't get me wrong, but... I would say I was more influenced by the early 2000s. Mm. I just feel like the early 2000s, the production and the mixing mm. stepped up a lot. And even though the melodies were all still really good at that time. And uh, so I would say my, big, my biggest influences were probably, like you mentioned, Craig David, mm. Marcus Houston, I like a lot. He's oh, wow. not, yeah, he's not as like, he doesn't get the recognition yeah. that he deserves, I think, but he was a huge influence on me. And uh, Tyrese, oh. Hank. Um, Usher as well. Usher like the uh, like eighty seven oh one that album. Right. I really liked. And then uh, I like the R and B groups a lot, like Drew Hill, One Twelve. Mm-hmm. Oh, One Twelve. Mariah was amazing. Alicia Keys was amazing. Mm-hmm. So pretty much that early two thousands era. But my absolute favorite artist, I would say, would be Craig David, Marcus Houston, Tank and Tyrese okay so you're definitely I, I want to just put this out there real quick so if any of you guys don't know who those artists are one you're probably not really black and not really into R&B music it's crazy that you went into such detail to these artists like you said they don't get as much recognition as they're supposed to but the fact that you've actually you've done your homework you know your history especially that early 2000s history is impressive most artists much, like, yeah. it's crazy because most people don't know they'll they'll name like the 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 cliche ones you know the go oh, michael jackson it, he's not really r&b but you know what i mean yeah those, like everybody like those guys are obviously they're ubiquitous right like everybody knows them they're so right. they're so big and, and but i feel like with me like i just love real like authentic r&b right. not so much like pop i like all music but mm-hmm. for me like those smaller artists like tank and right. marcus houston who don't get the credit that they deserve right i think that for me they were a huge influence on me like tanks uh, sex love and pain album was right. absolutely one of my favorites okay and- you're really coming to the cookout now for sure <laughs> <laughs> you can probably hear it in my in my songs a little bit of the yeah tank you definitely can too, with the pianos and the like he's his vocals were crazy definitely so he was uh, yeah. um, one of, I believe he collabed recently with Chris Brown, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of songs ago. I know with the birthday song with him and uh, right. one of the rappers that he I had. actually haven't heard his new album yet, so I not will check either. that out soon. Definitely. All right, so since you really, like, dude, you're really into R&B, so I respect it, and I, that's impressive. You just changed my whole view of you for sure. So just kicking into your Canadian roots uh, a little bit, the newer Canadian roots. Canada's hot right now. You got Drake. Yeah, Canada's definitely uh, representing a lot these days. Absolutely, on the you would never think. Like I, knew, I know you guys had Shania Twain. I think she's really awesome. I love her. But yeah. the fact that you guys have Drake, Bieber, you know, The Weeknd, and almost all of the OVO guys, even the ones that are not yeah, in like mainstream. Tory Lanez, Roy Woods, exactly. All these guys Canadian, yeah. And they're killing it right now. So do they you kind of think, specifically with Drake, Bieber, and The Weeknd? Do you think that you can turn that into like a four horsemen type of a thing where, you know, Drake is basically the king of rap right now. We'll say rap <laughs> and hip hop. Like, I know this will get a bunch of arguments, but it's the truth. He's reigning. He's like the reigning. Yes, guy. 
he's killing the charts. He's winning awards left and right, so you can't really argue that. And then you have Bieber, the king of pop right now. Who else is killing pop like Bieber? No one else. Come on. And then you have the weekend. You know, he kind of started that all R and B genre. Because if you, I think if he's, he's moved into pop now. But yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's like it's a whole different new genre. He's not exactly R and B, and then it's like you said, he moved into pop. But it's almost like he's not particularly pop. But it is pop, you know, by current and popular music for right now. But do you think you can take over that Canadian king of R and B type of feel? I think I can bring back the. I think because a lot of people aren't making like the contemporary R and B these days. Like other than I think, I, I would say maybe August Alsina is the yeah. only one doing it today. You yeah. know, so and he's one of my favorite like modern artists right. that I listen to. But uh, I think cool. I can in the sense that like I'm basically a new version of 2000s R and B with like more modern production and mixing. So I think right. I, yeah, I would love to take that fourth spot. Why not? Why not? exactly? I, I can't wait to see you on the Grammys for sure because I think that with your music, like you said, it's that true contemporary R and B. Most artists, even Chris Brown, you know, with all 46 of his tracks, I'm joking, 45. Um, on the, <laughs> it's not all contemporary R&B. It's a mix of everything. But you know, I think you definitely do have what it takes. I, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna look back at this interview two, three years from now, maybe even a year from now, and go, oh my gosh, she really said that he's, gonna, he has what it takes. I think you definitely have that, have that uh, actual talent. To Thank take you it so to much. Play. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Seriously. No, it's. I do actually like that's my whole thing as an artist. Like I just want to bring back. I don't want to say real R and B because no, but it's the truth. Real R and B. I think R and B is kind of been watered down. (laughs) I like R and B today, but I feel like it's kind of blended with trap and hip hop, and I like that stuff too. Don't get me wrong. It's just that R and B was such a huge and massive and influential genre that why does it have to be diluted? Why can't exactly live on today? You know, so and it's nobody else is doing it, so I thought I'll do it. Exactly. Why not? That's what I'm. That's the whole thing that no one else is doing it. Everyone is just kind of sticking with the wave and the trend. But we'll see. I I give you about a year, twelve months before we start seeing you on the Billboard charts for sure. Oh wow! I, I hope you're right. That, seriously, man, your vocals are amazing. I think you yeah. really have that. The potential is there to just kind of get there. But we'll look back at this interview and laugh in well, a good we'll do way. One, we'll do one in a year from now and see what happens. Exactly. Yeah, awesome. I hope so. <laughs> exactly. So what do you think that you can do to kind of, uh, since Chris Brown is technically right now, for lack of better words, uh, he is, and I'm a huge Chris Brown fan, don't get me wrong, I love Chris Brown, but for lack of better words, he is the reigning king right now of, uh, I don't want to say R&B because like now that we've really just talked about it, you know, you, ca- you kind of have to, I say he's R&B pop. But for yeah. lack of better words, if you're going to put him in a Grammy category, he would fall into that R&B sort of category. So what do you think that you could do to either share that spotlight with him or take over? Well, I think I'm just going to pretty much keep doing what I've been doing. I've been mm-hmm. releasing a song a week now for about nine weeks, and it's been helping my streams and everything go mm-hmm. up a lot. So I'm going to continue with that. But like you said, like Chris Brown is, as a vocalist, of course, he's an R&B singer, yeah. but and he's amazing. Like he's... Mm-hmm insane vocally but another thing that makes chris brown special i think is his writing ability which Mm -hmm. he doesn't get much credit for like he writes all his own songs and Mm -hmm. he's got a massive catalog so i think i also write my own songs and i also produce them so i think uh that's something i can bring because i'm producing my own music Mm -hmm. i can kind of have 
a sound that's just mine. Mm. And like you said, that nobody's like, if you listen to one of my songs, uh, it's called What If I. Right, I was just listening that, to it before we got on. <laughs> yeah, so like that kind of R&B, like nobody mm. is making that today. Right. You know, like almost nobody. So at least anybody relevant, I would say, is <laughs> not really making it, you know? So, so what that's kind of the lane. Sorry? What happens if you have to do a pink? She came out as an R&B artist, but <laughs> she wasn't an R&B artist. She was a pop rock artist. What I think I've already kind of had that moment where, because mm. when I started off, I had no intention of being a singer. Mm. I wanted to be a producer and writer mm. because I didn't really think it was going to happen for me. Or, But then the way the industry was going, like major label opportunities for producers and writers mm. are just shrinking left and right because right. there's no budgets left. And I figured if I want to have any type of career in music, mm. I'm going to have to do it myself. Right. So I had that moment at 20, in 2013. And at that time, I was making pop music. Mm. Actually, if you go on Spotify or Apple and listen to my old album, it's right. called Reality. It was basically pop, you know. And so I've already tried to try different genres. And mm. I've realized that I am and always will be an R&B artist That's and awesome. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell out the genre just to get a little bit bigger and start doing EDM <laughs> not why it's just not not that I don't like EDM right. it's just not who I am and I yeah. after doing it all for all these years I've realized that I was meant to be an R&B artist so awesome awesome I like that you're sticking sticking your ground you're not budging on that yeah, even a lot of like my cousins and friends, they tell me, oh, why don't you try to make like a Travis Scott type of track? I'm like, yeah, it's cool. I like it, but I have to do, I have to be able to sell the music too, right? right. Like I can't sell something that I don't believe is me. Right. So I have to make the authentic R&B that I really like. Mm -hmm. And of course I can have like other influences here and there just for variety, but mm -hmm. my core sound has to be R&B and right. I think it'll always be R&B. Absolutely. So, speaking of you standing your ground and holding your, uh, your, mor I guess in a way your moral stance on all of this because you you really do love R and B and you love the authenticity of R and B. How was your upbringing and how did that affect uh, you making that decision in two thousand and nine? This is what I want to do with my life and I want to start making music as a career option. Ah, uh, what's funny you brought that up. My mom is actually a piano teacher and she oh, wow. forced me to learn piano when I was a kid and I hated doing it. <laughs> but I'm grateful now because it helps me make my, I can make my tracks a lot faster now because I have that ability. Oh, wow. So I'm really grateful to her for that. I um, think that's what sets you apart, actually. I think I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I could be totally, totally wrong and I could be, uh, being like stating the wrong facts i don't think chris brown plays any instruments i've never seen him play or talk about playing any instruments so i think that's no i don't think part. he does i don't think he so writes songs but he doesn't like make his beats right. or anything like that no i don't think he does neither does somo or right i think william singe makes his own tracks i know right. that but uh yeah like a lot of that i think that's what sets me apart that when you hear mm -hmm. my song it's me like i it's all you could say i'm like the r&b version of russ like russ writes produces mixes and masters right. his own music and i'm like the r&b version of that awesome. so i think that alone sets me apart because a lot of r&b artists don't produce and mix mm -hmm. their own music they always have like a massive team of people working exactly and there's nothing wrong with that like mm -hmm. I, I have a mix engineer i work with from here mm -hmm. from time to time and i have a co-writer as well but a lot of the songs, like you listen to these last few songs I've released, a lot of them were just written completely by me, right? So I think uh, that's one thing, I guess, that could set me apart. And as far as my upbringing, uh, I've always wanted to do it, but like, I always had like the whole, uh, 
I was always taught like, oh, you got to finish school, go to university, you get a job. So like, breaking away from that conditioning was very hard for me. In fact, I wasn't able to fully break away from it up till about a year ago. Wow. When I realized that I'm not meant to sit like in the classroom. <laughs> I can't like I just can't do it. You know, it's just yeah. not who I am. Everybody's different. Right. right so absolutely. we all have different callings. And so like I have a degree in accounting and finance and all that. And I just didn't want to do it. Oh, so. wow. So so for the ladies out there, what's your ethnicity <laughs> and uh, how old are you? <laughs> My background is actually Pakistani. I'm oh, wow. 31 now. Okay, so awesome. The older side. Yeah. No, but I got a pretty late start in music, so mm-hmm. you know it's uh, better late than never, I guess. But, exactly. And are you but, single? Uh, I am single at the moment. Oh, yes, ladies. He is single. <laughs> slide in those DMs today. I'll check my DMs <laughs> later. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, in our culture, it's not really like right. promoted to be like a to be an artist, or especially like it's seen as taboo almost. Right. You know, like you should be a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer or whatever, and everything else basically sucks. So how does your family feel about you doing music full time? Uh, honestly, like now, because like they've seen traction, like the streams and everything are picking up, like it's obvious that there's some sort of demand. So I just have to grow it at (laughs) this point. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I had some earlier successes, like I, uh, back when I was starting out in my writing and producing Mm -hmm. days, like I had some, I got to work with Ruben Stuttered. Wow. I got to do some stuff. So like, they know that there was something there. Right. It's just that I wasn't even fully committed to it because mm-hmm. I was—I always had a job. Mm-hmm. I always had other stuff keeping me apart from it. Like I was—I mm-hmm. was doing it like 10, 15 hours a week. So it was very hard to be successful. Right. That's something that you can't give all your time to, right? Exactly. So this year, that's what changed. Like I pretty much just decided I'm going to go full time and just focus on it. Uh, awesome. So, so yeah, now they're pretty much on board. Definitely, that's interesting though. They're like, oh, we're we're good. We're good now. We're good not, now. Not that it would matter. I would do it anyway. But <laughs> right. No, it's your dream. It's your passion. Absolutely. And I saw that you were uh, from your Instagram page. Uh, you were number two in Japan on the uh, iTunes charts. That's really impressive. Japanese uh, people, you know how they de- like the Asian market in general is a great market to be successful in. I think they love R and B. That's yes. for sure. And they're so supportive. Uh, they like they have a more like dated taste in R and B. I would say like they definitely mm-hmm. like I like the older R and B too. And they right. seem to like that as well. So their tastes haven't really caught up to the American market yet. I, I still think that's still distinguishable though. I think even if you did make it uh, make it in both markets, I think it's great. Yeah, still like, there's more uh, people over there anyway. <laughs> it's kind of funny because like when I look at my stats, my Spotify and Apple mm-hmm. is like it's like a heavily Western audience. Wow. From the UK and uh, but then on YouTube, it's all it's much more Asian. So that's interesting. It's fun. Yeah, it's really like it's weird. Like on different platforms, different people connect with the music differently. So definitely, it's kind of cool to see that. And there's and, more people over there. I think the the opportunity to be more successful as well in uh, that market. Just I feel like the United States market or the 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 um, yeah, I guess the North American market. You have a. Uh, you have a chance of being globally popular, but that doesn't necessarily mean you'll be successful. You know what I mean? You can be as yeah. popular as you want to be, but it's just like, hey, everyone knows your name, but does that translate into sales or concert tours, tickets, and exactly. merch and all that stuff? But I think it's awesome that you you're having both. Because look at me, I'm in the United States, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this Canadian guy is awesome. <laughs> Who is he? Oh, damn, well, I'm really glad you found me. And yeah, no, that Japan thing happened a couple years ago, and. Uh, 
really grateful for that. It was really cool. I did put out two albums there, I think. So, yeah, it was oh, two. Awesome, awesome. How so, did the first one did better? Mm-hmm. It was promoted a bit more, so mm-hmm. it did a little better. But yeah, like uh, again, and that music that that was released there is really old. It was my earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. So my newer stuff is. I don't know if it would be. Actually, I don't know. What we would have to test it out to see how it does. But so far, it's been being received a lot better over here. So yeah, I haven't put out an album in Japan for like a couple of years now. So maybe I, I should return. Yeah, it's time to return, man. It's definitely yeah, time to maybe, return. Yeah, let's do that. So speaking of albums, uh, which producer would you love to collaborate with most? That'll you think, in your opinion, would take you to the top of the charts besides yourself? Uh, aside from producing my own stuff, I would have to say my favorite producers of all time are the underdogs, Harvey Mason and Damon Thomas. They're not as active anymore, but mm-hmm. I don't know, like just the way they yeah, used to put their tracks song, together, yeah. like literally all my favorite songs were produced by them, you know, so like, like How You Gonna Act Like That by Tyrese. Oh, that's one of my favorite jams that I do play weekly, to be honest with you. That's funny yeah, that you said that. E- even now, it's one of my favorites. Like, Oh by Omarion, that was produced by them. Bro- oh, you know, like, goodness. Marcus Bro-ho. Houston, like, his, uh, they've done tons of songs with him. So, they were just, like, they were so musical and rhythmic, and mm-hmm. their vocal production was amazing. Aside from them, Dark Child. Oh, yeah, of a, course. He's, the he's King. a legend, so. Ronnie Jerkins, he's still relevant oh. today. He is 100%. Like he's cuz he's so versatile, he can produce right. anything. So, those are my two favorite producers. I like Brian Michael Cox too. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. He's, he's a beast. really his, his piano skills are on a different level, so definitely <laughs> Whole <other> level. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my uh who else did I like? I'm trying to think. Keep it going cuz most people they they can't even name these people aside from the artists and it's again it's really impressive that you know this much amount of information that means you're actually dedicated yeah. to your craft and you mean business absolutely you know i think producers and writers just don't get the credit that they deserve like everybody always tells oh i love that artist song but what about the guy that wrote it or the girl that wrote it or the person who made the beat you know like right. nobody people don't really advert to that that's why even when i release a song i always say bracket produced by me or if somebody else produces it i'll put their name because it's uh i feel like they deserve the credit too it shouldn't just be the singer getting the credit right producing and writing requires i would say some in some cases even more skill right it definitely does it's really tough too like if you have a late night and you have writer's block or anything like that and you just can't come up with something because you Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you need both, or oh, well, all three actually, to make absolutely. Yeah. Other than those guys, I like Max Martin a lot. Yeah, he's a beast. he's he's so talented, and he, his ear for melody is just amazing. You know, it's funny. I actually posted that on my Instagram once, like on the stories. I'm like, I posted a picture of him. I'm like, if you don't know who this is, you <laughs> you've been living under. A rock. <laughs> yeah, he's probably the biggest producer of all time at this point. Definitely, so, everyone's favorite hits for sure. Oh, yeah, for like the last 20 years. Definitely. It's crazy. He's still relevant to this day. Quincy Jones level, probably even bigger now. Yeah, definitely bigger now, for sure. I wish Quincy Jones was still doing uh, some crazy things, but I'm pretty sure he's nicely retired. retired. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't need to do this no more. I'm good. (laughs) All right, so to wrap up this interview, this is my favorite part of doing an interview. It's called Five Fast Facts. So five, five fast, fast facts, facts about okay. Amir. <laughs> well, let's see. 
I think I mentioned I have a degree in accounting, which might sound pretty random to some people. Definitely. For R&B, you say you're like a degree in accounting. What is... What? <laughs> I'll probably keep that on the low and later on. Or why not? Whatever. You know, that means I can do their taxes after they come to the exactly. show. Exactly. It's you like two chains. Two chains has had a 4.0 from Atlanta Clark. Most oh, wow. People don't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Most people did not know that. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? It's so yeah. random. He's a lot older, too, I think. Yeah. He started like, late as well. He started really late too, yeah. Um, another fact: I've been vegan for a couple of years. Oh, so awesome! People might not know that. Yeah, been jumped on that train a couple of years ago. Before the bandwagon started. Before the bandwagon <laughs> started. So uh, I don't know. I like it. Definitely. And then uh, three. Three would be outside of music. My favorite <laughs> hobby is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh wow! That's I've been doing different. that for about almost five years now. Wow. So. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Definitely. Four. Four. I'm a horrible cook. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> and five, I'm a bit of a nerd, actually. I love to read, and when I like something, I kind of just like to read everything about it until there's nothing left. Definitely. So, I can see that. I can definitely yeah. see that. Because <laughs> you, 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 you have such a good background knowledge of R&B, so that's when like, I can definitely see that. Sure. Yeah, I was definitely obsessed about learning that stuff back in the day. So, <laughs> oh, you do you're light here, light years ahead of most people that are in the game and probably successful right now. You've already laid the groundwork for what you need to know and what you're gonna do going forward with that knowledge. Thank you. I hope so. Yeah, Absolutely. and I hope your prediction's right about twelve months from now. I'm telling you, twelve months from now, we're gonna be looking back on this like, oh my goodness, this girl. I hope that you just yeah. keep grinding and doing your thing. All right. No, I'm, yeah. Definitely. So I'm Julia Van Speaker and Amir, thank you for stopping by to uh, talk about your new and upcoming ventures. We're looking forward to that Japanese album and that American <laughs> album. <laughs> thank you so much, Julia. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>